I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bucknutters. It is Thursday, September 15th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Just waiting for those eyeballs coming from YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We are live on the internet and the streaming, whatever that technically is. We are back on Thursday with the best in the business, the Dean, Bill Curlick. Mark Porter, the guru of Scouting Ohio, are here. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us again on a Thursday. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, all. William is taking a sabbatical, so next week it'll be just me and Mark. So get as much as Bill of Bill as you can right now. Of course, we are kind of in between huge visit weekends, as it were. Notre Dame was an all-timer. Um, The content we got out of that and some of the stuff Bill and the other guys had from that game was truly incredible. I think you saw Ohio State make some serious progress as a defensive force on the recruiting trail there, let's hope. And then next weekend, Wisconsin coming. That's going to be a night game, believe it or not. And then this weekend, I will be there as the Buckeyes host Toledo. But as one smart soul told me, about recruiting, would you rather see Notre Dame, Wisconsin, or Toledo? And somehow I got the Toledo tickets and the recruits didn't. Bill, who was on the docket to actually come visit Ohio State this weekend and go from there? Well, obviously it won't be anything like Notre Dame. Um, It'll be better than the Arkansas State game, though. Uh, But the next big weekend they've been shooting for is Wisconsin, and that will be an important weekend, no doubt. That even, though, won't be like Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame happens about once every uh, 
five years as far as recruiting goes, unless it's Ohio State, Michigan at home. But uh, uh, this weekend, uh, I think the, the two headliners right now would be Garrett Stover. He's a, an Ohio State target. He's a guy Ohio State offered in the summer, and they like him at linebacker, safety, hybrid type guy. He is planning to be at the game. And then from Pennsylvania, a really talented 2024 athlete, uh, Quentin Martinell, is planning to be at the game. So th- those are kind of the two headliners. Uh, there'll be a number of Ohio kids uh, at the game. Um, but as we've talked about, it's, you know, it's not easy to get kids at this point in their season. Um, if you're a Florida kid, do you want to come and see Ohio State against Toledo? Or would you have rather come and see Ohio State against Notre Dame? You know, it's a no-brainer. So it, it gets tougher the kids to come in the middle of their season. A lot of them are just focused on that season right now. And believe it or not, these trips to games, you know, they take a little out of you. If you're coming long distances, you know, it takes a lot of your weekend. But it'll be a solid weekend. It'll be some good prospects here. Bill, we hear that last name Stover and the Ohio roots make us assume he is related to Cade. Is that accurate? Yeah, they're cousins. And, um, Actually, Garrett and I were talking about that just recently, that uh, my daughter did her student teaching uh, when Cade Stover was a senior at Lexington. And uh, uh, I I was talking with Garrett about that. He had no idea. But, uh, yeah, they're cousins. And, you know, I I have crystal ball Garrett to Ohio State. You know, obviously think he's going to be a Buckeye, too. Fine Ohio family, believe it or not, they even have relatives here on the mean streets of Oakwood that my uh, kid plays hoops with. So they have that. Um, Mark, you were on the road this past weekend. Uh, If anyone didn't see it yet, they need to go watch it now. Every week, Mark and Bill are crafting something we call Buckeye and the Sky, Ohio High School's Week X. So we just did, I think, week three or four. It is the best you can get on intense, in-depth coverage. What we do is we go to different games each week, and get an actual up-to-date video breakdown of how the guys are progressing. Holy cow, when you look at St. Ed's out of Lakewood outside Cleveland, their offensive line is better than the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not kidding. That, that's I'm not saying. Short, I'm only – Mark, don't, don't – you're going to get cut off. Uh, <laughs> but, but if you look at the video or even some of the pictures we had of it, I'm not sure I've ever seen an offensive line in high school look that good in terms of across the board. You could literally, I mean, if you, if you were good with uh, Photoshop, you could make that look like Bowling Green's line and literally, you know, get a fake ID made. If you can let us know what's going on there, um, the guys they have and how much interest Ohio state has, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Um, Starting with the St. Ed offensive line, there's a guy, Wolverton, to play center that's an Ivy League prospect. And, of course, uh, Ben Robuck's the right tackle. The Deontay and the Devontae Armstrong are left guard and left tackle. The tight end has an offer going to Kentucky. Uh, it's unbelievable when you see them in action. And they carved up Cincinnati Elder. They made Cincinnati Elder look like school children the way they uh, ran their Dave schemes and their Trey schemes and uh, moved guys out of the way. So which ones have interest uh, in Ohio State? Uh, ben Roebuck's the guy we've been following. We, he's been at the Ohio State camp. We literally chronicled every rep he had there. And they're kind of waiting on this 2014 or 24 class. Luke Hamilton out of Avon, 
is another guy they're looking at, and they haven't offered anybody in Ohio. So it's like Ben Roebuck, uh, Hamilton, which guy are they going to offer first? I tell you, when I saw Roebuck this time, this was the thinnest and sleekest he's looked. And that's kind of what we're waiting for on him. Is, is he going to lighten up? Are his feet going to be truly uh, pitter-patter quick feet, or is he going to be heavy-footed in sand? And I think he's coming out the other end of this looking pretty good right now. Uh, the excellent feet of the group are the Armstrong brothers. Uh, their feet are so quick, but they were only about 240 pounds last year at this time, maybe less. So they're up about 40 or 50 pounds. They look a little different. Their feet are still there. You can tell they're getting used to their body and the extra weight. They have more power in the run game to anchor, but pass protection is where they're special. And I think, again, during camp season, if you know they don't have an offer, they're still going to be at the Ohio State camp. And we're going to be talking about all three of these guys throughout the summer. But I think Ben Roebuck slides in the first place for maybe that offer right now. Uh, I mentioned I got to go see Avon and see Hamilton to make sure. But boy, I went to see Austin Sierraville the day before, and there's not much difference. When you watch one guy the night before and then you see Ben Roebuck the next day, boy, they looked very similar body type wise. Uh, Austin Sierraville definitely looked uh, better. He's definitely moving his feet better. And I definitely pointed out that Lakota East is a run heavy downhill uh, almost option-style run scheme where they're going to power run behind him all night. He's down in a three-point with all of the weight on his front hand. There's no chance of him ever pass setting, but he does pass that every now and then, and it looks really good. It looks as good as it's looked that I've seen out of him, and you kind of worry in one of those run-first schemes how much pass blocking is he going to get. Uh, and then, of course, on that video, we had Bill over at Lakota West, and we got to look at Malik Hartford, and he looks great in person. I mean, I haven't seen him, but the video of Bill – he looks thickened up. He looks strong. And, you know, he of course, we saw him do all three things we want to do. We saw him hit. We saw him cover. We saw him catch a ball. Uh, it, it was a really good video, if you guys haven't seen it, for the Ohio State kids, just to get a little clip of what they're doing. And then I went really deep. I kind of showed you 14 prospects where if you were in the car with me all weekend, here's what we'd be talking about after each game. Hey, these three are the guys I like. These two are the guys I like. There were more guys I didn't even touch on because I don't think the Bucknuts fans have time to watch a 10-minute video of recruiting uh, pieces in Ohio. So very big weekend, and then next weekend we'll be off on the road again. Before you go, Bill, I want to say something. The most impressive thing out of what you guys did this weekend is a picture you sent me of Austin Cerevelt punting. Oh. His leg, his knee is touching his no, his helmet. So in turn, first of all, the I, I mean, I'm sure I've seen it because I've been to a five trillion high, high school football games in my life, but I don't remember a lineman serving as the punter. Sometimes they get him back there as the straight leg kicker just to get some force behind the ball, but punter is a skill. Yeah. His leg, I'm, I'm going to run this picture. I'll put it in the thread. I would have offered him after seeing that. If he's that limber, if his hamstring didn't tear right off the bone from that punt, it's impressive. I mean, but seriously. Go ahead. My wife's a physical therapist, and she saw the picture, and she said, there's no way a guy that big gets his leg up that high. And I said, that's why he's a Buckeye, because right, he's got exactly. that type of flexibility. He's on the outer spectrum of athlete. Uh, and what's great about when you see him punter, you look at him back there and go, what in the world is this going on back there? And you look go like he's, rush going, him. he's almost like that guy. You, you hit their head really hard, and the ball goes out. Sure. So when he <laughs> kicks it, there's a genuine thump to the ball where – He's got almost a college thump where when that ball took off, I mean, if he had to be a college punter, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities. That's the type of thump. I had a – my roommate in college was an NFL punter, and I know what that thump sounds like. 
Yeah, it was a thump. I, I would classify it as a college thump coming off that foot. Cerevelde looks like an accountant, too, if you see a picture of him. And he's he's a mild-mannered superhero for that. Bill, you were there um, at Lakota West. Saw Malik Hartford. Give us an idea of what you saw last week and who really jumped out to you. Yeah, pretty much what I expected. Lakota is loaded. I mean, they've yeah. got uh, big one safety is Hartford, who is committed to Ohio State. Another safety has been Minich, committed to Notre Dame. Uh, their kind of say corner safety linebacker guy, their hybrid guy, uh, Benny Powell, Cabron Benny Powell. You know, he's got uh, power five offers, he's got interest from Ohio State. He's a 2024 kid up and down that roster, they're loaded. Um, I think Bukhari Miles may even be injured, and Coach Bolden over there was talking about him like he might be an Ohio State caliber player. Yeah, uh, you know, they. <laughs> They, they've got it all. Uh, but the guy that stood out, obviously, to me was was Malik Hartford. I mean, he is an athlete, a missile. You know, he, as Mark alluded to, he's getting a little thicker this year. You know, he's a legitimate 6'2", 6'3", guy. He's not one of these guys that's listed that and mm-hmm. you show up and he's maybe six foot. That's not him. Uh, uh, you know, he does it all for them. He, he'll line up at uh, the deep safety. He'll line up outside covering a slot receiver. He'll line up at times in a safety blitz, rush the passer type spot. Um, you know, he plays on special teams for them. Yeah, he does it all, and he does it all well. Um, he's a kid that uh, I think is going to be a very good safety for Ohio State. And what I like about it, I go to see so many defensive backs that they're just basically there to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, if the action's coming their way, they'll make a tackle if they have to, but that's not Malik Hartford. He wants to get to the ball and he wants to lay the wood to the ball carrier. Um, that's Malik Hartford. And that's something I like, uh, especially at a safety position. Again, Malik Hartford could probably start for the Cowboys, but I digress. Mark, and you, thought, you thought I was hard on the Cowboys. Whoa. Good Lord. That, I mean, you wait all season to see a team play, and then it's like they've been in your basement rather than on the field. It's, it's not good. All right, we're going to take a quick break here to pay some podcast dues. Come back, and we're going to take your questions, as many as we can here, and then we're going to find out where these guys are headed this weekend. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we are back. Let's take 
the first question. I saw one on here that I really like. Please hold on for one second. Da, 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 da. People making fun of my hair. As or the Cowboys. The Cowboys, you're here, are both very easy targets today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, let's not get into my personal life either. Um, Tom Pauly. Now, I had Andrew Ivins on Tuesday. Um, not only is Andrew Ivins up on the Damone or Damon Wilson recruitment, he's engaged to a woman from Venice High School. So this guy is on the case. Uh, he was very positive about Damon Wilson. Bill, I will say this. The more I hear about Damon Damone Wilson, the more intrigued I get. Uh, very hardworking, very, very strong. I can't remember the exact numbers, but Andrew was going over his weightlifting. This guy is a beast. Please tell me things are getting better and that he loved the visit to Notre Dame and that it's just a matter of me getting my jersey. Well, I wouldn't go quite that far, but I've been on the Damon Wilson uh, you have. Uh, path uh, for a long time. You know, he, he told me last spring, summer that he was highly interested in Ohio State. He, he left no doubt even that early. He was going to make an official visit to Ohio State, and it was going to be one of his top schools, and that has exactly happened. Uh, after the official visit, the weekend of the Notre Dame game, I was told by someone um, that was at Ohio State that weekend that uh, his decision, Wilson's decision, would likely come down, at least at that point, to either Ohio State or Georgia, and that perhaps the decision could come within two weeks. Um, if it didn't come within two weeks, then kind of expect it to probably go a long way, go to the distance, and him take visits. You know, right now we're at the uh, couple week. Point and he hasn't announced yet. I'm not saying he won't announce uh, in the coming days or week or so, but it hasn't happened yet. And, and the longer it goes, the more that I think it's probably going to continue to play out. And he's going to finish his visits. Uh, that doesn't mean he's soured on Ohio State. That's not the case at all. He's very interested in Ohio State still. And, I, and if I had to pick right now, I would say that he's going to go to Ohio State, uh, but he's still you know, he's got Georgia recruiting him and, and the other schools, and he may end up taking those visits before he decides. So we'll see what happens. But right now I continue to like Ohio State. That would be an enormous pickup. This is a guy who did not matriculate to a private school. He hasn't transferred around. Um, he's hanging drywall with his dad in the afternoon. So those are my kind of guys. We need to get him in the mix. All right, Mark and Bill can weigh in on this. Mark, you can go first. In the state of Ohio, what high schools are the alphas this year? Um, you know, real easy one is Glenville down in Division Three. Uh, they're going to have a bar. Division Four, I'm sorry. They're going to look really good in that division once they get going. Uh, I just saw St. Ed's versus Elder, so I'm walking away from St. Ed's and seeing that offensive line, thinking they're at the top of the food chain. Uh, I'd like to be going to the game Bill's going to this weekend to see Moeller and St. Xavier. That's top of the food chain. Uh, Lakota West, top of the food chain. Springfield, uh, with some of the players they have, the state championship, top of the food chain. Uh, I saw Warren JFK briefly. Uh, they're top of the food chain in Division Seven. Uh, a lot of game, a lot of teams come to mind. But when you start asking questions like this, it's about what teams have the best high school players, and I kind of get out of the the realm of prospects. So there's a lot of teams where, if you asked me, Mark, you can coach a high school team and you want to go to the state championship game. Who do you want on your team? I'd say give me about eight or nine Division II players, a bunch of guys that are extremely frustrated that nobody's looking at them, 
that nobody wants them, that are great high school football players that have some talent. Because I think sometimes Division I kids, if you have a bunch of them, sometimes they're not finished products, blah, blah, blah. They have some work to go, and maybe they're not at their true position. I've seen Division I kids that are loaded on teams, and those teams don't always pan out. And the teams that pan out are these kids that are just great high school football players. They don't have the height, weight, and speed you'd want. But, boy, you want to win a state championship. And, like, as your question, the teams that are the alphas, we get to the end of the year, ask me this question again, and I guarantee I can point out one team that's a bunch of Division II players that are playing every week to prove that they belong. And to to pick it, those schools that Mark just named would be the ones that that would have came – uh, out of my mouth first as well. Um, Springfield, I saw them scrimmage. Loaded. They are absolutely loaded. They got so many good players, and uh, they're a little bit young on the line this year, but the, those guys are big up front too. They look yep. like a, uh, a Mac school pretty much up front, and they're maybe a little bit young, but by the time the season and gets to uh, the playoffs, those young guys are not going to be young guys anymore. And they ended up losing last year to St. Ed's uh, in the state championship game. And I-, I think they have the talent to get back there again. I mean, they're, they're really good. Dan quickly joked that if we Photoshop the St. Ed's offensive line, it would look like Bowling Green's offensive line. Uh, newsflash, Bowling Green can't get any of the kids on the St. Ed's offensive line to go to Bowling Green. So it would look better than the Bowling Green offensive line. If they got Ben Roebuck and the Armstrongs to go to the uh, Bowling Green next year, it would be the greatest class in the history of Bowling Green. So a little side joke about how good St. Ed's is when you're talking about the Alphas. I had some some contact this uh, offseason with the Springfield guys. We practiced down there, and I said this before, my son played with uh, a couple kids from their team. Springfield is a program. Okay, there are some teams out there in Ohio. Springfield is a program. You are in the mix from about sixth or seventh grade. They've got you in the weight room, and I cannot say they are so deep talent wise. It's literally unbelievable. That's a high school that could field two varsity teams in almost every sport. Um, I don't know football, but they are really impressive. Like a lot lot of people when they're talking about this, you nailed something that a lot of teams have that. generational thing where they'll have a good team every five years. You'll get a great class that comes up and that's most high school football. There are places in Ohio that I've come to know that if you want your son or daughter developed, you send them to these schools and they'll start lifting in sixth grade all the way through or not that other programs aren't that dedicated, but when you say programs from head to toe, they just keep firing bullets out every year and they're parentally uh, a powerhouse where other schools are cyclical. Yeah, like you ask Mo Douglas of Springfield, and there you, go. <laughs> you, you just go ask him every, all right, who's our guy this year? Who's the Ohio State caliber guy this year? Who's that? There's, there's, you know, Aaron Scott is the guy this year there. He's a 2024 kid, but <laughs> their skill position guys, uh, they're really good and really fast. And I'm going to let out a secret about Glenville. Um, Ted Ginn, I, I talked to him this summer, and I joked with him. I said, Boy, you've always done a good job of getting your kids in and developing them. Uh, Ted Ginn Jr. has kids now. And Uh-oh. Yeah. He has a vested interest in the track program at the middle school level. And my son was running track at the middle school level, and we ran into Glenville. They had a 10-heat, 100-yard dash, eight Glenville players finished in the top eight. 
ran the into heat, him? I mean, yeah. I think they ran away from you. Yeah, and then in the next heat, there were another six or eight Glenville guys that all won the race. So they might have had the top 16 sprinters at the invitational track meet we were at in the middle school level. So I joked with Gin, I said, you don't have to develop them anymore. Your son is turbocharged your program. And so watch for an uptick in Glenville. You know how we said the pipeline's back? Literally what Bill just said. Ted Ginn can sit there and go, here's my eighth grade Ohio State kid. Here's my ninth grade Ohio State kid. Here's my sixth grade Ohio State kid. And they can almost make those predictions all the way up through their system right now. That's what a program's like. And, and really, for the Glenville fans, <laughs> Ted Ginn Sr. and Ted Ginn Jr. combined, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Get ready for it. And, and Ted Ginn Jr., Ted Ginn Jr. is helping coach the football team as well. When I saw them earlier this season, he obviously was on the sideline. He's helping out coaching. He's he's a big part of the football program. Track, you know, he's he's a big guy there now. Uh, yeah, huge, so. A huge digression is they have a 13U uh, tackle program, a 12U tackle program. So they're actually into the the middle school travel football tackle things, and you know, it's really something that's going to help Glenville when we talk about programs. I know we went off with about alphas, but. Glenville is about to be the alpha again. You know why that's a great point. Glenville is going to is doing the AAU basketball thing in football. Yes, sir. And one of the main reasons AAU basketball is so popular at the lower levels is it's a way for those big time schools, private schools, to go and scout these kids and recruit them. If you've got a pipeline built into Glenville already with their reputation for I can't even imagine what they could do up there in Cleveland. They could literally take over the state. There's no question about that. A little interesting hook with Springfield getting back and with the Toledo game coming up, and we'll get into that. Toledo's quarterback, uh, excuse me, Springfield's quarterback coach, your offensive coordinator is Chris Wallace, who played quarterback at Toledo back in the day and was in the Arena League forever and is a fantastic coach. Toledo, one of their you know, young emerging receivers is Larry Stevens, who starred at Toledo and is one of the finer kids you'll ever meet. I love that family. We played hoops with them for years. They are fantastic. But Springfield is loaded, and you could say Springfield, Glenville, the big Cincinnati schools. We probably went to a little more detail than usual on who's good. Here's a guy I want to talk about, Mike Hall. So sometimes this happens with recruiting, especially at Ohio State, where – if you have a kid from Ohio who maybe doesn't go to one of your marquee schools and he commits earlier on, we kind of forget about him. We kind of take for granted that an Ohio kid's going to come here. And then if he's not on this show every week talked about, he's not at Elder or X or, you know, somewhere up, even somewhere up north, we don't give him enough credit. I remember watching Mike Hall's video. Keep in mind, Mike Hall, who graduated high school at 17 and turned 19 in June, okay? Look around at any other uh, guys you know who are 19 years old in a few months and think, would you want him to tussle with Mike Hall? But Mike Hall had the best first step I had seen on an Ohio defensive lineman. His junior year, if you go look at the tape, he overruns every single play. He's that fast. Now, he's channeled that, and... I want people to understand, you know, we talk about the war daddies and we've never been able to go in the South and bring that guy out. The Hall may not be um, 350 pounds, but he is that good. You're talking about a freshman, redshirt freshman, who, in my opinion, is as good an attacking defensive lineman as I've seen. 
Am I getting over my skis on this Mark and Bill, or am I just, you know, the newness of my call getting me going? No, I don't. I, I don't know about Mark, but I, I loved my call when he was uh, in high school. Yeah, I, I I thought he was the probably the number two player in Ohio for his senior class. And like you said, Dan, you know, kids that uh, are very rare that are going to go to an Ohio State, and we talked about this before, and make an impact right away. You know, it takes a little time to get acclimated. The numbers are very few that are going to do that. And, you know, Mike Hall played a little bit, uh, got, got some snaps last year. But, you know, I, <laughs> I, I think he is going to be uh, a potential three-and-done guy at Ohio State. Let's hope. Yeah. Okay, so I can write a little dissertation on him. The people that train Denzel Ward, okay, the raw talent sports, Mark Harris up in Cleveland, they were, high on, they were high on Denzel Ward before anyone knew who Denzel Ward was, and they were right. And Mark Harris has a history of training guys and being right. The hype on Mike Hall before he ever had an Ohio State offer was through the roof, but it was in that local – uh, community of people. They believed in him and promised and screamed from the rooftops, your savior's coming. This kid is going to be the truth. To Dan's point, he had a broken arm his senior year, a broken exactly. hand. So he didn't really have the highlights or the flash plays or whatever. Yeah. And I, I, I run able to lift. Yeah. Canfield is where I am from. And, and Streetsboro played Canfield senior year. And the head coach, Mike Pavlansky at Canfield said, with one arm, I've never seen a player dominate us the way he dominated us. Because, like you said, his first step, it just because his arm was broke doesn't mean he wasn't coming through. He just couldn't grab and use his hands the way he would like to. Uh, so there was like a built-in, uh, I don't know, de depreciation, you know, okay. in him. And, and that's why you're like, why wasn't he so lauded? We, we bang on other players for months and, you know, prop them up. Mike Hall probably should have been. You know, and we probably could have talked about him more and been more justified right now. Like, yeah, we told you so. But there was a reason he was under the radar streets, bro, like you're saying. And, boy, we could talk about the talent all day. And Robert Landers, but bigger and faster. I mean, compare him to other Buckeyes that had that first step. Uh, Michael Bennett out of Centerville had that first step. You know, a lot of guys have this step. But this this Michael Hall has a little more, more aggression. And I don't want to say he's better than anybody else. But you're seeing shades of, wow, like three and done. So very impressed with him. You can line it up, though, relatively and say what was Bennett as in his redshirt freshman technical year. He went anywhere near this. And another thing about Hall I love is the energy. There's some, you know, gentle giants, as it were, when you're drafted. why it's so hard to draft those huge guys at the top of the draft because if you are that big and don't have a great motor, you can be just good enough. You know what I mean? You're going to get the double teams and stuff, but – his motor and his enthusiasm, that we haven't had either out of it. I can't remember an interior defensive lineman with that kind of motor and that kind of enthusiasm on the field and combined with his his overall talent. It's incredible. And Mark made a great point. Broken arm his senior year, and then he dealt with an upper body injury this past year. So he hasn't even really been able to lift as much as he should have. So you're talking about a guy who's really doing it on pure raw ability in the next 18 months I cannot even imagine what Mick's going to do with him, considering this is his redshirt freshman year. When Bill says three and done, that means redshirt sophomore and boogie. If he continues to play at this level, I don't think you could do anything but but wish him well and maybe go buy his pro jersey. 
Um, let's take one or two more questions here. All right. Da, da, da. Okay. We're headed to see uh, Elias Rudolph this weekend, so I hope to see the pass rusher that's uh, headed to Ohio State. If I'm looking for anything out of him, it's how much bigger or stronger has he been since uh, the Ohio State camp when he came flying off the edge that whole entire day when we said, wow, he's got turbo jets in his shoes. So that's going to lead me to say, is he going to be an outside linebacker type or is he going to grow into a defensive end? Because he was light that day. I want to say he was under 220 pounds, which if you're going to play defensive end at Ohio State, you got to be around 240, 250. So I'll be checking him out to find that out this weekend. Uh, he's playing up here in Cleveland against Notre Dame Cathedral Latin. All right, Bill, let's finish. Give us an answer to this question and then let us know where you'll where he will be this weekend. Then, Mark, you can finish it off. Well, uh, are we still in the market for an offensive tackle? Um, hold on a sec, Bill. Hold on a sec. I assume he means for the class of 2023. Right. Yep. Qualified answer there. Yes, if they can get a great one. No, if they can't. They're not going to take uh, just another a good offensive tackle prospect. Their goal going into this recruiting cycle was four offensive linemen in the class, uh, only five if they got uh, you know what they wanted at the very top. They have their four. They're happy with those four. But there's one guy out there, Sampson and Kunlu, that uh, uh, is still undecided. Uh, there was a rumor going around that he has set an official visit to Ohio State for the Michigan game. That's not true. He uh, he said he has not scheduled an official visit to Ohio State. Now, having said that, I think he is going to set an official visit to Ohio State. The obvious time would be the Michigan game. We'll see. But I think it's pretty fairly likely that he does make an official visit to Ohio State. Will they get him? You know, we'll see. That's a heck of a battle. It's going to be a heck of a battle. But if they can get him, then no, they're not done. They will take him in a heartbeat. Uh, as far as where I'm going this weekend, it'll be, uh, seems like my every weekend trip to Southwest Ohio. Dan, you live down there. I guess I can't stay away. But uh, once again, I'm, I'm going to Southwest Ohio this weekend to see Cincinnati Muller travel to Cincinnati St. Xavier, and it'll be a, a good game. Two of the top programs mm. in the state of Ohio. Uh, predominantly, I'm going there to see Jordan Marshall, and I'm really looking forward to it. Jordan Marshall's the 2024 running back at Moeller. I've seen him uh, at camp. I've seen him on tape, but I haven't seen him play a game in person yet. I did not get to a Moeller game last season, so I'm going to see him uh, in a game on Friday night in person. And I'm pretty excited about doing that. I, you know, I, I was really impressed with Jordan Marshall, to Ohio state's camp, obviously. So were the Buckeyes, they offered him a scholarship and um, uh, you know, I, I think he's got a chance to be one of the, the two running backs in the next Buckeye class. I think they will uh, go for two running backs in their 2024 class. And th there's a very realistic chance he could be one of them. Mark, where are you headed? Uh, like I said, I'm going to go see uh, Elias Rudolph up at Taft. And it's not a big weekend for me as I go up to Cleveland there. Uh, as I'm locked down on that side of Cleveland, there weren't many games I could get to around that had, that had another Buckeye prospect or high-level prospect. So I'll probably see a couple Division II players in some of my other games, which isn't going to pique anybody's interest here. Uh, so not the biggest weekend for me, but Bill and I are going to have video of two big-time guys coming for you next weekend. You never know with me. I, I walk into places and I walk out and I could have a new diamond in the rough. And that's why you come here, and that's why this is the best 
look into Ohio State recruiting that you can get. We appreciate these guys stopping by. They are the best in the business. 32 minutes on a Thursday. We appreciate you. Have a good one, Buck Hunters. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.